fly free bird yeah i actually used that song for my last film at montclair you know what i was thinking because like why am i thinking about that song it has to be for a reason it's probably because of that all right we are back i was gone for a month had school shit but we are back on the three shells podcast i'm joined here with alex greeny hello what is the Alex Greeny film ca- canon? We'll start with that. What is the Alex Greeny film canon? So we can get a little bit of a gist on your your uh, movie movie taste. Well, outside of Star Wars, um, some of my favorite films consist of uh, Knives Out, Caddyshack. I haven't seen that one. You need to watch Caddyshack. It's okay. life-changing. Bill Murray, right? Yeah, Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. Robbie Chevy Changerfield. Chase. Chevy Chase? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why is my mind blanking um i really love the indiana jones films oh that's lucas as well too kind yeah. of also spielberg but uh, you mentioned that you were a fan of daniel craig oh yeah he... so does that mean you mentioned knives out does that mean you're a fan of bond as well I'm oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 um thank you because i don't know why my brain is blanking um i'm yeah casino royale and skyfall skyfall is actually one of my top 10 favorite films and I adore- you prefer Skyfall over Casino Royale? Yeah, but like, wow. But let me just say this: it's by a small margin because okay. Casino Royale is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you can say I'm like a casual fan. Like, I, 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 I admire them as like great movies. Most of them, Spectre. Yeah, I, I, I never bother with Spectre. My friend, you didn't even watch it. My friend, wow. who's like really into Bond, way more than I'll ever be. Yeah, he told me. Yeah, just skip Spectre and No Time Awful. to Die. And like, Awful. okay, wait, no, No Time to Die was pretty good. Was I like No Time. It was a good she... conclusion to the the story. I thought it was. What was her criticism I, about it? I, I I forget. I think most of it just came from the fact that like it followed up Spectre, so maybe that's yeah. why. What about Quantum of Solace? That was pretty poor, honestly. Do yeah, you remember I, that one? I saw that one. It was pretty boring. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I. Th- I feel like the Daniel Craig bond, Bonds, those movies are going to be, like, just overshadowed by specifically Casino Royale and, like, uh, Skyfall. You know how, like, every every Bond has their signature movie, like, yeah. GoldenEye. Yeah, um, Daniel Craig Golden is my Finger. favorite Bond because it's, like, he's, like, more, like, accurate to, like, how, how Bond was in the novels where it's, like, this... Do you read the novels? I've read Casino Royale and okay. like and I talked to my friend who actually read the novels. And and like he really reflects that like dark aura and like how like how fucked up the spy business is on a person. So it's more it's more grounded. And I you can obviously tell that like the Daniel Craig bombs mo- for the most part are more grounded. I will say that No Time to Die and Spectre do get a little bit out there in their like they get more bondy i guess you could say yeah um which i kind of like that aspect of it and no time to die but specter kind of just was just like so just boring man yeah it's a shame because sam men sam mendes does uh, yeah, that back in Skyfall, yeah. and i really love 1917 that's also top tier in my opinion he's a mixed bag he recently came out with a movie called empire of light and people were are shitting on that movie um like I still have to watch it to, like, really judge it, but my friend that I keep bringing up in um, this segment, mm-hmm. she said that she thought it was pretty neat. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. She oh. didn't tell me any details. I Like I said, I haven't seen it, so I had to, like, get on that at some point. 
Roger Deakins, he's always like a collaborator. And I, that's the thing I love about Skyfall is just the insane like visuals and shit like that. Oh, yeah. That, that's something I noticed with Sam Mendes films. They are so gorgeous to look at. Have you seen you said 1917? You've seen that one, right? Yeah. You love the cinematography in that? Obviously. Oh, yeah. It's okay. phenomenal. Have you seen the new uh, All Quiet on the Western Front movie? I still need to, I, I'm sorry, Ethan. I'm, yeah. I'm usually behind on most of this shit. That's like, I think it's even better than 1917. I honestly. Really? Hot take. I think 1917 is a little overrated. You know what? Yeah. I'm out of this podcast. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little overrated as a war film. I think you got to watch All Quiet on the Western Front. It's the most brutal shocking just intense war film since dunkirk i think dunkirk is underrated i don't think people talk about that one though. i love Dun- i love dunkirk. i love dunkirk but like to me dunkirk is like top it might be my favorite nolan movie that's 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 how much i love honestly dunkirk. i wouldn't argue it yeah it was, it, it's not my favorite but i wouldn't argue yeah. like oh. i actually saw it for the first time like last year oh really yeah um no, nothing could beat that IMAX experience for the first time. It was incredible. The reason why I'm usually behind all of these things is because, like, I well, I'm a Blu-ray collector, right? Yeah, I have. Do you do you is that how you typically watch the movies and pick your movies that you watch? I usually just like I, for the classic movies that like everyone talks about. I usually like pick them up a Blu-ray and Steam for the first time like that because I'm not usually I'm not usually a fan of streaming. Mm-hmm. What got you into collecting then? What got you into collecting to physical media and stuff like that? Uh, that you know, that's a that's a good question. It started back in like, I guess it sort of started with childhood. How me and my family used to have like a not the biggest collection, but like a decently sized uh, collection of VHS tapes. What was in that collection? Uh, well, there was the first Shrek movie. Oh, classic. Yep. Um, did you have the second one? We might have had the second one on VHS. I forget though. We had, I thought we actually did have Shark Tale on uh, VHS as well. I almost said Blu-ray because I'm so used to talking about it. Um, we had some of the Harry Potter movies. I think it was like the first three. Oh, okay. I don't remember how long the Harry Potter you movies had. Went. Okay, so you had like relatively new movies on VHS. But yeah, for me, it just sort of evolved from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray because I, I we grew up, we used VHS tapes for the longest time. Mm-hmm. That went in like. Around last... what time did you start going to DVDs? I'd say mid to late 2000s, but we'd still, like, have the VHS tapes to hold on to. I think they're in storage somewhere. I don't remember. But, like, it's funny because in some in some of my classes later on, the teacher usually says something like, oh, you probably don't remember this, but this is a VHS tape. I'm like, why wouldn't I remember what a VHS tape was? Some teachers don't understand how old we really are. Like, we're not infants, people. Yeah, I know. It's like, bro. But, yeah... And fast forward to um, 2017, where I fully desi- decided to commit to um, just, like, being, like, a filmmaker in general, mm-hmm. editor, some shit. So, and my mission for that was I should probably watch a bunch of movies as I, I like, go along with, like, um, pursuing my career. Mm-hmm. In, like, late 2018, I got my fir- one of my first non-Star Wars Blu-rays, which was uh, Baby Driver. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Edgar Wright. Some recommendations are Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Last Night in Soho was good, but I don't know if it might be your thing. Is that, I don't know. Is, maybe... that, is that the horror one or something? Yeah, that's the horror one. I'm not usually into horror, so. Okay. Um, it has a Matt Smith in it, though, um, from 
the new Game of Thrones show and stuff like that, and Morbius. <laughs> Dude, peak. I can't believe that shit's a year old now. Yeah, you know what else is a year old? The Will Smith slap. We mentioned Shark Tale, but oh like, oh my god, dude! <laughs> I only that, mentioned that because the Oscars are coming up, and I'm like, bro, hey, that... that happened last year. It seemed like a forever ago, bro. That shit, that shit felt. I don't care if this was real or not. That shit felt like the most televised thing on the planet. Because I'm not even someone that cares that much for the Oscars. So the, just... You know what? It was the fact that people talked about it so much was so like everyone had to have a take on it. Yeah, everyone had a take on it. Why? I know it's just it, look. It was mildly, it was like mildly funny, but like it, it was hilarious. It was hilarious when it happened. I thought it was hilarious that like I always laugh at like public freakouts like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just seeing everyone freak out, I was like, bro, it, this is like hilarious. Meanwhile, like the war in Ukraine just started a year ago. At that time, too, <laughs> more, more more people were talking about the Will Smith slap. <laughs> people are fucking dying, but let's care <laughs> about the fucking guy in the 2016 Suicide Squad movie. You know, he won. He won the Oscar too. It was crazy about that night. Really? Yeah. He he slapped. He slapped it. They asked him politely to leave. He said no, and he accepted his award after he slapped. Dude, insane, insane. That, that that's the cherry on top is the fact that he won the award. I don't know what what movie was it. Honestly, I'm trying to think. Oh, King Richard it was a mediocre biopic. Yeah, the Oscars were kind of shitty last year, but this year they're kind of good. Uh, Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, I've seen I've seen that for the first time recently. How'd, what'd you think? Phenomenal. Loved it. Bro. Loved it. Bro. Loved I, it. I, I legit cried. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. And I'm one of those fucking people that cry at movies constantly. Was it the rock scene? It was a, that and a lot more. Mm. It's like, bro, I'll fucking cry at the scene in the SpongeBob movie where it <laughs> looks like they're fucking dying. But back to physical media. I wanted to get back on that for a little bit because there's this new format, relatively new format, like 4K disc. Mm-hmm. Are, do you buy those or do you buy like the blue ray regular blu-rays i mostly stick to regular blu-ray i think they're like the the best middle of the road kind of thing for this um because the 4k blu-rays are expensive as shit yeah like (laughs) i i respect the the 4k format yeah it's expensive as shit but and like also i i'm not one of those people that's like too terribly picky of how many pixels are on screen but yeah i i'm i'm content with the quality of the of the blu-ray format i think i it's not as like cheap or as like pixelated. Yeah, if you're like, watching DVD. it on like a 40, 40 inch screen, four K and HD is not going to make a difference, honestly. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah, and also I like the way the cases look more than like four K or DVD. Really? Yeah. I don't know what I don't like it is the about blue. it. I don't like the ugly. I, I I prefer like the long disc of the of the DVD or even the VHS with the fat like spine. So you can really see what the movie is. If VHS is... Ha- I, I, we should go back to the fat spines. I know it's very, very inconvenient for shelves, but I don't know. It, it, like, the only VHS I have here, this is a recurring thing on the podcast, is a VHS for Scream 2. And, like, you can see this from, like... You can see what movie you're watching from that, that far away, right? Yeah. That's my pleasant. friend, last year for my birthday, got me The Empire Strikes Back on Blu-ray. Oh, oh! I was about to. I thought you were uh, no, about to say VHS. VHS. I keep mixing the fucking two up. So you could see it without the. Was it the special edition VHS or was it the original? No, it's the it's the original one. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow, that's that's awesome. Was yeah. it how, what a was it like a nineties VHS or was it like a seventies? Like what what a what what VHS? Like what year was it from? Because I know they printed out a bunch. For the of life them. of me, I couldn't tell you. I think it was like from the eighties, whatever. Like after like Epoch empire first release or something i couldn't tell you for the life of me though okay um 
Well, we talked about a lot of things, uh, Greeny, but uh, we can now get into like what we're here for. Um, a little indie flick called Star Wars, created by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Star Wars, a billion years in the making, and it's coming to your galaxy this summer. Yeah, I guess we can go into a little bit of background with George Lucas before we get into the thing that he created uh, from Modesto, California. And he made a little short film called THX. 1138. 1138. I only remember that because they constantly, it's a constant Easter egg throughout all of the wars. Never seen it, have you? Nope. I, I plan to, but I haven't. Interested. Uh, is have there seen... like a Blu ray? You probably know. Yeah, there is a Blu-ray. I just okay. haven't gone to it. I have seen American Graffiti, though. Oh, you have? Yeah. Okay. What do you think about that? Because I haven't. I love it. It's it's just, like, really chill. Is it like Grease? Have you seen Grease? Because is is, I know that 50s nostalgia was big in the 70s and 80s. I've never seen Grease, but it probably is like Grease. I've mm. never... But, like, I wouldn't know. Last day of high school for them in yeah. general. And, like, it's just, like, them coming to terms with it, moving on with, like, college and all mm. that. Just driving around with the cars. Yeah. It's, like, laid back. Like it I it said. seems like a, a good, like, like what a 20-year-old would make as a filmmaker at the time. You know, growing up, like, you know, what what what, what would he write at that time? Yeah, if I, if I wasn't so, like, out there with myself, it'd, pro- it'd probably be also the kind of film I'd make. After American Graffiti, uh, George Lucas attempts to make a movie called The Adventures of... Correct me if I'm wrong. I could say if you yes to. yes the adventures of Luke Starkiller as taken from the Journal of the Wills episode or Saga One the Star Wars, what a mouthful, dude! You should have seen the original title crawl. I can't imagine reading his first draft. It was probably so incoherent and just like what. I've never read like any of the early drafts, but I have read the comic adaptation of I think it was the second draft. Oh yes, there's yeah. like there was a comic run that yeah. like adapted yeah. the second draft. Yeah, Dark Horse Comics um did it back in like 2013 when they still had the, or they had the license back now, but like back when it was just them doing it. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, before the Disney took over and everything. Yeah, uh, conceptually, um, George originally wanted to make um Flash Gordon fan fictions instead instead of like something original. Really? Like you know how Flash Gordon like inspired a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, there's the title crawl. It's yeah. very serialized. He originally just wanted to like do like fall on straight Flash up Flash Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Turns out they made a Flash Gordon not soon afterwards. Yeah, because probably because of Star Wars, honestly. I I don't remember what his reasoning behind making something original, but like, eventually he dropped the whole. I think it was like a rights issue. He couldn't mm-hmm. like get the full rights to it, so he's like, thank God he didn't yeah. though. Thank I God agree. he didn't. That would have been a failure, honest. I'm sorry, but that would have been a failure. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, he he. I think he just eventually said fuck it and went with like making something original. He filmed in Tunisia and in England. Yeah, I think that's right. In the middle of the fucking desert. Um. Mm-hmm. Um. Fun fact: I mentioned this before in a previous podcast, but him and Brian De Palma were casting both, uh, Carrie and Star Wars together. Even before this, like. George Lucas was kind of already an established director, kind of. Like, he was friends with Spielberg. He was friends with Coppola, who honestly was royalty at the time, making, like, two Godfather movies. Um, Like I mentioned, the Palma, uh, Mm -hmm. who made Carrie. Um, And some interesting stories about, like, he showed an early cut of the movie to his friends, and they said it was, like, 
awful to him. I mentioned this to you before, but I skimmed through um the making of Star Wars, the first one, and I came across that particular bit earlier today, and like the one thing I admire of Lucas back in the day is that like he allowed like brutal honesty on his work. So that's kind of why they went super like hard on the like rough cut. Mm-hmm. Especially De Palma. He's just sort of like that in general. Yeah. <laughs> but without uh, without their like very honest stuff, uh very honest advice, I we we probably wouldn't get like the Star Wars we know today. Yeah. I I that's one thing about this movie is kind of lightning in the bottle. I hate to say it, but because I'm kind of contradicting myself when I bring up Empire Strikes Back later, but it is kind of like lightning in the bottle. Like this, if one thing messes up, this does not work. Oh yeah, at all. I um, love A New Hope just because it's like one of the most scrappiest movies on the planet. They threw their all into <laughs> it, just trying to make. Didn't it Anthony work. Daniels uh like almost pass out uh being in that giant? First off, Anthony Daniels played by uh is the actor who plays C three PO. The, like wasn't he in the hot ass desert in that costume oh yeah and like this was like the first ever c3po costume so they couldn't really have him out of it most of the time so they had to like place him against like a wooden border or something i think jesus and like have and like feed him like food and drinks themselves <laughs> kenny baker right who plays c uh r2d2 r2d2 um that could have been bad for him as well i couldn't imagine that yeah they they actually we didn't don't... like each other. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like I I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised to learn about it, but like I learned about it back around the time uh, Kenny Baker died. Actually, I don't think it was like that. There's that much animosity towards each other, but like they just stripped didn't like each other. No, <laughs> you know it happens sometimes with co-stars. Um, yeah, Hollywood and all. Yeah, but like I said, it's kind of a miracle this worked. Even George Lucas kind of had some like doubt. This you hear a story that, um, right before the premiere, he just dipped and went to Hawaii. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, that is one hundred percent true. He's like, "Fuck it, this is gonna be a failure anyway, so who cares?" Bro, honestly, that's the best thing you can do, though. Like, just get away from it after the like you're stuck with this project for four years, and that's just like, you know, all pre-production, not thinking about this idea that he probably had in his head for like who knows how long. Yeah. Um insane um, yeah i think if i remember the story from the making of star wars correctly um as soon as they got back from uh tunisia i think for, uh, from doing the tatooine scenes yeah lucas had to be rushed to the hospital because he he, he like thought panic he was, attacks and shit like that yeah he thought he was having a heart attack but in reality the stress was just, it was just like getting to him or some shit yeah um dude it was a different honestly like filmmaking is still stressful now but yeah. like it i can't even imagine like back in the day some of the stuff that you had to go through like people literally killed themselves for movies i know insane. It, it's just funny think about the production of the first star wars movie how lucas was like freaking the fuck out and then most of the stars mainly harrison ford were yeah. just like we're just isn't harrison ford in american graffiti yeah oh, that's yeah harrison ford mainly just like most of the stars except for like maybe mark Mm-hmm. Didn't have like they didn't have that much faith in it. Yeah, like Peter Cushion was a big name. Oh yeah. Um, he was like in a lot of Hammer horror movies in the fifties and sixties. Uh, which is funny because Christopher Lee is also in Hammer horror movies, and, and he's, he's uh, Count, Count Dooku. Dooku. Yeah, 
I, you know what? That's probably Lucas being a fan of those movies yeah. as a kid. You know, it's funny because with the Disney uh, buyout and the Expanded Universe reboot, the novel Tarkin came out not long after, and it has a scene where like uh, Count Dooku tries to bring Tarkin into the uh, Confederacy of Independent Systems. Oh, really? Yeah, it, and it's like really interesting to like read about. This is not about the prequels, but I always thought Count Dooku was so underdeveloped in the movies. That, Dude. like, who cares about him, you know? Count Dooku is such a fascinating character that the movies don't do justice. Let me tell you that. <laughs> the movies don't do a lot of the characters justice. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know, but just, like, out of all the characters, I feel like them not developing Dooku Count is, like, the, the biggest, most... Yeah. yeah, it's the most offensive to me. Yeah, so we can get to the premiere. 1977, I think it was May 25th. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, I got it right. May 25th, 1977, uh, Star Wars premieres, and... I try to ask my dad and my mom about like how what how big was this and this was huge you know this was like this was in theaters for a year like this like a your local movie theater would play this for a whole year yeah and um, I don't think I'm not really that familiar with like old school cinema and like how they were distributed in theaters yeah. but like, I, from what I understand that was like really uncommon at the time wasn't um it? movie theaters kind of like there was a lot more like there was no multiplexes. You know, there was no big buildings where a bunch of people went to the movies. There was little one, two the theaters on the street or your local town. There was a there was a theater in every town, you know, but there was the one. The fact that that like a lot of the theaters would play that movie for that long means a lot. And speaking of like changing movies and movie history, this kind of this and Jaws essentially changed the way we make movies forever, honestly. Yeah. And now. For the, for the better or worse, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, well, Joss was, like, the year before, right? Uh, two years before. Okay. But and, and the and the toys, like... Oh, like, the toys, yeah, the toy yeah, ties. George, George didn't know what the what he, like, did. <laughs> what a genius... Like, not he even a genius, genius without movie, realizing like, Yeah, <laughs> like, like, that was insane that he said, okay, you don't have to pay me, but I can get, I can get the rights to all the toy lines and, and, and future sequels. I don't know. Biggest blank check in the world, honestly. Motherfucker was a prophet without realizing it. Talking about toy lines, uh, the movie was so popular that they rushed the toy lines for the 1977 Christmas season. Oh, yeah. I think, I if I'm not and, mistaken, they had, like, that uh, little cardboard cutout thing yeah. where you, like, sign your information <laughs> on it and then so, send it into Kenner or something yeah. and, like, you get the toys and shit. It's like, bro, what? Yeah, so, like, for Christmas, kids just got a piece of cardboard saying, hey, you'll get your toys eventually. Uh, Yeah, so a lot of a lot of kids, a lot of disappointing kids in 1977, I could imagine. Um, And I can't even imagine, like, when did they get the toys? Did they get them like a week later? Do they get them months later? Who knows? Your guess is probably should have done more research. Also, a minor side, minor at the time, a minor yeah. side effect of it is that it, the release of Star Wars sort of helped Marvel because oh, Marvel like, Comics, yeah, yeah, because um, George gave Marvel the uh, rights to adapt it for their uh, for as like a comic, yeah, and like at the time they weren't sure how well this um movie series uh this well this movie at the time will have done yeah they were essentially going to adapt the, the movie and then end it there yeah or how and the marvel comics the marvel comics continued onward yeah exactly and like something i like to imagine is like could you imagine them if like star wars somehow bombed and like they marvel decide f it we're just um going to adapt we're gonna bring star wars 
into our Marvel universe, Earth six one six, and it somehow just oh, spiraled. That would it would have been MCU. like Guardians of Galaxy shit. Yeah, you know? like bro, imagine well, Star Wars. Did you see the, the original Jabba the Hutt in those comics? He's like a big yellow dude. They created Jabba the Hutt in those comics before Jabba the Hutt was seen in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. And he's like this big yellow dude. Yeah, it's it, crazy. It's, it, uh, it evolved from a deleted scene, actually. At first, they wanted to make Jabba this alien, but mm-hmm. like, I guess budgetary reasons they yeah. couldn't. But the scene ended up in the comic. <laughs> and then that, and then when Return of the Jedi came out, some point after Return of the Jedi, they had to retcon um, the guy you see in the comic as like this other character that acts in Jabba's name. Were there other characters that they created before you saw them? There had to have been one more. I don't know. Probably. There, there's like a few of them. Uh, they're not coming. The to Emperor? Head. Did they did they show the Emperor before they? Uh... They didn't show him, but like they, but like it was established in like George Lucas's like you know pre-production work that like his name was Emperor Palpatine. Okay. Like he had that work. No Sheev yet. No, not no Sheev. That that name didn't come until like Star Wars Underworld. Oh really? That I I remember uh, Plagueis. I thought that was revealed oh. in Plagueis or something like that. No, the the name Sheev was developed for the canceled Star Wars Underworld show, but it, oh, so it, like George Lucas originally had yeah, that name. Oh, it was, okay. It came from him. Oh, okay, be, yeah. Because I of the Disney like bio, someone, yeah. But but like, not because of the Disney bio, but because Underworld then wasn't like, I forgot what was up with Underworld, but like it got yeah. canned. There's a, there's a bunch of Star Wars. You can yeah. you can do a whole podcast on canceled Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, but the name eventually made it to the Tarkin novel I mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, and another thing about Pal- wasn't that one of the first canon novels? Yeah, it's yeah. a second. Like, not one. that canon means anything in Disney Star Wars anymore. Honestly, it, it's a second canon novel. Oh, it's second. Oh, I mean second canon meaning like the Disney canon novel, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. yeah. The second one published. Oh, but okay, yeah. Another thing to note about Palpatine mm-hmm. and George's um, pre-production work. Was that he's he wasn't at all like the Palpatine we all know and love. He was like this like a former senator that like turned to that became president of the Republic. So like then, Palpatine before he got ugly, I guess. Yeah, but like, like a, he wasn't like a mastermind. He was like this puppet that was like manipulated by other senators. So, oh, okay. There's so like that, no there's Again, no, more more complex of a plot than you would imagine. Yeah, so there's like no like him being a secret Sith, no him being the commander or the master of Darth Vader or anything like that. He was just this like frail, uh, foolish uh, man in charge of a of a uh, crumbling regime. I wonder if that would be revealed in like when would that would be revealed in the movie if he would have to. You know, I couldn't tell you for yeah. a fact, but I know for I know Lucas at the time was considering multiple trilogies. Yeah. I think specifically twelve. Four. Yeah, four trilogies. Yeah, I yeah. remember him saying that. And um, glad he simpled it down to three movies and said, like, let's kind of just stick to like good and bad, you know. Yeah. Uh, we the technology was not there yet, and you could not make long form television for like something like us. What he was proposing at the time for it to work. Yeah. Maybe he if he grew up now, maybe the adventure. Say it again. The Adventures of Luke Starkiller, as taken from the Journal of the Wills, Saga 1, The Star Wars. I hope I'm getting that right. It's <laughs> maybe, so fucking long. Maybe, maybe that would be a like Amazon Prime original or some shit like that, <laughs> like nowadays. Honestly, I'd, I'd watch an Amazon Prime original um, alternate take of the Star Wars universe based on the old drafts. That would, you know what? Disney Plus, get on it, because you actually can do that. So get on that shit. Yeah. And have George Lucas involved. That would be cool. I don't know if he would be down with that. He probably would. White slavers. 
just i think he just like doesn't care about developing star wars in general between like the i think fan, the prequels like, the broken i think the prequels yeah i think mostly with the, like yeah with the fans it's just like bro i want to deal with this yeah understand like understand just sell it fuck it have someone else deal with the backlash and you see how that ended up <laughs> yeah oh yeah we can talk about the actual movie now like the plot and yeah. the characters and what you like about it um when was the first time you saw this movie or when was the first ex- when was your first exposure to star wars in general i know that's a loaded question so my first experience with star wars came in 2006 a year after revenge of the sith, sith okay. came out yeah. i've never heard of star wars up to up until this point mm-hmm. and i was at target with uh my dad trying to find a lego indiana jones set and we couldn't find it so my dad's like hey star wars i'm like well, i don't want i don't like star wars Wait, you knew about Indiana Jones before about Star Wars? Yeah. Wow. Actually, wait, my mistake. This is like 2007, not Yeah, I was about to say, Indiana Jones, Lego Indiana Jones might yeah, be a little my, bit my, later. My bad, my bad. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I don't like Star Wars, even though I've <laughs> never heard of it. Yeah. We eventually got the set, I'm like, I'm like, damn, this set's actually kind of cool. What Lego it's, set was it? It's It was the uh, first ever uh, Clone Trooper battle pack they had at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was like based on the Clone Wars? No, 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 this is on... like, this is like before. Oh, so it was official... like episode three shit. Yeah, right? it was, okay. it was the phase two clones from Revenge of the Sith. Okay. It came with a um little turret that kind of reminds me of the ones from the original Battlefront games and a two-seated bark speeder. And it, from there, it just kind of spiraled into like me eventually playing the Lego games then watching the movies. I'm glad you mentioned the Lego games because that's how I got into the movies. One of the earliest memories of my life playing Lego Star Wars on the xbox the og xbox oh. I, I i went for in terms of games i went from lego star wars 2 to the complete saga to LEGO i played the original i played the prequel ones it was just the prequels and yeah. i remember the secret bonus uh mission was a teaser to lego star wars 2 the original trilogy and as a kid not knowing how movies were made or how i thought the prequels came first and I'm not going to lie, I probably watched the prequels first as a kid. And going into the original trilogy... You know, I'm honestly certain I watched the prequels first. Because you see right there, that's a Phantom Menace DVD right there. That's yep. a... My dad had the 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 whole prequel trilogy on DVD. He did not have the original trilogy on DVD. He eventually ha- bought bootlegs. <laughs> and they were not good quality. So a majority of my adolescence consuming Star Wars kind of was the prequels and like lego versions of the original trilogy because <laughs> i played the the second one a lot more than the first one because a lot the, the first one there's a lot of missing features that you don't remember there's yeah. no building yeah in the first one which is like this is crazy yeah it's weird it's lego bro yeah no build insane um and like it, it just seems off if you play the original like prequel lego star wars game the text is different you're in Dexter's Diner as the hub, which is yeah. honestly great. I love that. Um, Honestly, I wish they do. Th- they did this for Complete Saga. Just like have the Cantina hub and Dexter's hub. Yeah, I just I I loved it. And then I and then you know I started developing a taste in movies. And I I, I wasn't always I was never like a prequel hater. You know I I I I acknowledge how like poor of filmmaking they were, especially the second one. The only one I really don't like is the second one, and I, I like I I, I kind of struggle with that one because of the romance scenes. I just can't stand that. I could not watch the third one because it was rated PG thirteen, and my dad was like, "No," until I was like seven. Yeah, you can't. So, you like, can't watch this motherfucker get burned alive. <laughs> so, so literally, my like 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 literally the only two Star Wars movies I watched at that age was two and one and two. 
which one is going to be the better one to, for you to watch? The, the one with the stupid romance plot and the boring old man villain? Or the one with the cool tattoo double-bladed lightsaber villain and the little kid that races a fucking awesome pod racer? Yeah. I, it was so... It was the best kids movie. I loved, I loved the Phantom Menace as a kid. I, I could not stop watching the pod racing scene. And don't even get me started with Duel of Fates. Even though they have a soft spot for those movies, they're not great films. I've seen Star Wars about a dozen times. 17 times. About 57 times. You can never get too much of Star Wars. I, I've seen the first Star Wars 153 times. All together, we have seen Star Wars 324 times. May 1977. A legion of fans are already waiting when Star Wars opens at Hollywood's legendary Chinese theater. What, what is the, when was the first time you saw this movie? The first time I saw a new, uh, the original trilogy yeah. um, was, like, same year I got that Lego set. Did you watch the prequels first? No, no. I watched the originals okay. first. I watched Good. part of Attack of the wow. Clones first, but, like, I, <laughs> in terms of, like, whole movies, I watched the originals first. You're the exception to the rule for our generation. I know. Because Lego, at the time, I feel like had a perfect balance between prequels and, like, uh, original trilogy. What are some of your favorite scenes in A New Hope? I absolutely adore, like, the opening scene where, like, the stormtroopers are, like, raiding the, uh, Tantive Four. Captain Antilles, right? Is yeah, Ramus Antilles. Ramus Antilles. Oh. I empathize with that dude so much. Second he, player. Second player. Yeah, in the he's my Glup Shitto, if you know what that is. <laughs> what is that? Basically, okay, so, like, back when Mando Season 2 is coming out, mm -hmm. there's this Tumblr post where, like, Star Wars fans will, like, watch a new, uh, a TV show trailer and be like, OMG, Glup Shitto is coming back. <laughs> It mostly applies to characters like Ahsoka, Saw Gerrera, all those characters where, like, they appear, like, all the media and are, like, super prominent now, and everyone yeah. freaks out about them. Ramus Antilles was the first club shittle for me. Really? Yeah, because I was, like, stuck to player two, and we oh, didn't have okay. a memory card for the Remember GameCube Rebel Friend? Not not a character in the actual my, movie. My, my, my man Rebel Friend. <laughs> not a character in the actual movie, yeah. but, like, a character you're forced to play once Princess Leia is out of the picture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. When I first played Empire War, I was so aesthetic, aesthetic that I got to play as Ramus Antilles in that game because it's like, bro, it's my boy. <laughs> I was always wondering as a kid, like, why is there no guy with a red, red vest? Where is he? Yeah, I remember. Thinking, why are there no stormtroopers wearing bathing suits? <laughs> I remember thinking the same thing about Rebel Front in the movie. Like, where the fuck is he? And then everything on Tatooine. Like the first twenty minutes are so good because like introduces you to this world in such a unique way because you're, you're following just a bunch of robots yeah i re i remember as a kid i didn't appreciate the tatooine scenes they're so they're so beautiful now. like the cinematography just looks it's like my my my, my favorite shots are from tatooine like in oh the yeah movies. yeah for me it's just like bro where's the action as a kid but now for me it's just like bro this shit's cool as fuck and like all of it comes down to editing too and the way it's structured they really did a good job in post-production. Paul Hirsch, Marcia mm -hmm. Lucas, and Richard uh, Chu, I think his name is. They, they did such a good job in post-production. I'm not saying anything new, but like these performances are great. And John Williams, kind of the MVP of the of the, the whole movie uh, and the whole series, honestly. Like, Bro, the, what, what, what is Star Wars without the music? Yeah, honestly, Star Wars <laughs> What is the original not, trilogy without the music? Star Wars would not have its identity if it weren't for... John Williams, Colin Cantwell, Joe Johnston, and Ralph McQuarrie. It, 
Hands is, down. Is, is one of those guys did the sound design? Because the sound no, design ben is like Berg, but Ben like, Berg. Colin Cantwell did the ship designs. Ralph McQuarrie did the paintings, paintings, mm-hmm. and um, Joe Johnston did like a lot of the visual effects work. Oh, I'll sh- I'll I'll throw in the sound design too. Yeah, because... I forgot Ben Burt. Yeah, throw Ben Burt. Um, the lasers, the Tie Fighter screeching. I, I... That is the most iconic. Like one of the most. I I love that. I love sound design in fully in general because it just usually comes from the most obscure places like hey i went to this gate orgy i got a bunch of clap sound effects <laughs> i recorded a dead rat <laughs> and that's what i use for the tauntaun or something i don't know i recorded a divorce hearing <laughs> for like background chatter the ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the force and then it cuts back to like the death star where like darth vader's like hey i'm gonna choke uh, Admiral Mahdi because he's being a bitch ass motherfucker. He got he got a short story and the from a certain point of view um collection yeah. for the movie's 40th anniversary. Are they going to do that for Return of the Jedi this year? They they are. There's okay. like leaks of it. Okay. But, yeah. but like his story is just like a uh HR complaint report or he complains about Darth, Darth Vader, Vader being really? a big That's so It's so fucking funny. funny any dude. any 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 ones that you that we bring up throughout the movies just please because like i always love dude, those little dude, I'm background just, i've just been i'm a well this kind of information <laughs> just memories of like reading this stuff that anthology is like quasi canon where like some stuff works some stuff doesn't so for all we know the give an author- example of something that would just totally didn't work i mean, it wouldn't fit in canon like is there any uh specific oh, it's been like over five years since i read it well, what, what are some of them that stand out do you have other ones One other um ones? in Okay, I thought of something. So, yeah. and um, there's a story dedicated to TK421, where you know this. Yeah, the guy who's they stole his uh yeah. uniform from. Yeah. So in the, in the story, he's a uh, gay, right? Yeah. And, like there's like this mouse droid. At least I'm thinking. I'm hoping mouse. I'm thinking of this right story, but like yeah. there's this mouse droid that like transfers messages between him and an officer, and it's heavily implied that. The so officer... that's what mouse droids are used for messages. Like the like I mean, email I mean, things. It's like it's like a little bootleg thing, but like it's it's heavily implied that yeah. the officer in that story is Grand Moff Tarkin, and that's why I don't think that story works because Tarkin, as I view him, would not care for like relationships or anything. No matter. He the... seems like a sassy guy. If you read the Tarkin novel, in my oh yeah, opinion, I have it. That... I, I'm just going off of yeah. The in movies. my opinion, that version of the character would not work in like a relationship because like. This dude legit dreams of himself being the shit out of others. And, I, like, I think like, I read a comic, though, that he hunts down Vader. Oh, yeah. Hunt that's, down one Vader? Favorite, that's one of my favorite that's Star crazy. Wars That's crazy. Yeah. That's, like, Vader, is it is Darth Vader Volume 2 or 3 or something like it's that? Like, like, it's the Charles Soule run. Okay. So it's right after Return uh, Revenge of the Sith, yeah. if I remember. Okay. Yeah, and it's like, it's like really, that the novel and that comic specifically show, really show off how well Vader and Tarkin know each other and respect each other to the point where it's what retroactively implied in A New Hope that Tarkin knows that like Anakin is Vader because in the novel Tarkin deduces that Anakin is Vader. I, th- I, I, I always assume that I always assume that he knew who he was because yeah. he's kind of on his leash uh, especially in the you know yeah. this wasn't all thought out but especially in the in, in uh in the New Hope Vader's not really the main villain. Yeah, it's it's Tarkin. Tarkin is the main villain, and Vader's kind of his like guard, dard night guy. Who like he's kind of like the brute, the muscle of yeah. of the Empire. And Tarkin straight up mentions to Vader that he's that Vader's the last of the old Jedi religion, which Dave Filoni talks about and how like that that 
how retroactively that's meant to imply that Tarkin knows about Vader's yeah. identity. Yeah, and, and he mentions Obi-Wan. He's like, so he knows who Obi-Wan is, so why wouldn't he know? Yeah, because, exactly. yeah, because Tarkin served with them exactly. in the Clone Wars show. Um, but that was funny, TK421. I, I didn't know that mouse droids were... Uh... <laughs> I mean, we used it's to a, send it's not, messages. It's not, it's not a common thing. It's just for that one story. <laughs> I want more. Why can't they make that like a, a Star Wars sitcom, something like that? Maybe it can. Maybe you don't have to make it connected to like Grand Moff Tarkin. But I would watch that, and it, it doesn't even have to cost that much. Drake, like like a, like a Darth uh, a Death Star set doesn't cost that much. You Drake, know, where's the exhaust port? <laughs> it's right there. See, I I cut a hole, I drew a little hole in it. Drake and Josh reference. Love it. Cantina scene. That's probably my favorite scene. We meet uh, Papa Banda, um, Doctor Evazon. Doctor Evazon. Um, I was watching some old footage of uh, like opening premieres, and I was watching uh, people line up in U the UK for Star Wars, and they, they interviewed this little British kid. And he's like, "It's exciting, but I didn't like the bit when the man chopped off um, the person's arm." Why not? In the because there was blood. Oh, but we don't we like blood? No. It, it's funny because I they retconned that into being like all aqualish, the species of Panababa being yeah. like all there's like multiple like blood sacs or some shit. Just like their blood is different in general. Yeah, like it's just, and their anatomy, so that's why he bleeds. It's just a weird thing because like you in any other Star Wars thing, you don't see the blood, but yeah. George Lucas didn't know that what Star what because you know what's interesting about lightsabers in the first movie? They only use it with two hands. They don't use it with one hand. Yeah. So because at that time they're like more they're more leaning into like the heavier sword. Yeah, like a knight, you know, yeah. Jedi knight. You yeah, know, um, they started Empire, doing more samurai shit. Yeah, in later Empire, on. you see like Luke do a little spin and Vader holding it with one hand. Even yeah, though he's like basically a bodybuilder. Yeah, it's great. Uh, see the evolution of that, and like what I'm saying with the blood thing is like he probably didn't know that, like there was gonna be a lot of instances where Jedi's are cutting off limbs because maybe in his idea Jedi's weren't supposed to use the lightsabers too often. <laughs> True. Uh, any any prequel shit, any limbs cutting off in the prequels, you, you don't see any blood or anything, which would be like an, an, the Anakin scene. That would probably be a rated R movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, it's just funny thinking of, like, Star Wars pre all the other sequels, prequels, and all of that. Yeah. yeah. Lucas was actually planning for an alternate sequel. Um, Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Yeah, yeah I, I was, I'm surprised you actually know about that one. Uh, dude, I'm telling you, I used to be into like Star Wars like heavy. I, I didn't read the book, but I know a lot about, there's like, a, they got into kyber crystals in the movie. Yeah, 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 kyber crystals have existed since like the first Star Wars movie, I want to say, at least around that era. Mm. And they, and like lightsaber crystals have always existed, but like the kyber crystals as we know it didn't come around until the Clone Wars TV show. Okay, but like that Splinter of the Mind's Eye thing, that was a alternate script. If the movie was a flop, he was just going to make a low-budget thing. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, the movie was a success, so he wasn't going to do that. So they turned it into a book. I think it was the first expanded universe novel. The first original one. Technic yeah. If we're speaking on technical terms, yeah, the, uh, the, the original, the original novelization. novelization but um, it, I'm, sure, I'm sure that book was highly anticipated because you were getting a sequel before – before even Empire Strikes Back, you were getting a sequel to Star Wars, uh, which is insane. I guess you were getting your sequel to Star Wars with the comics as well. Yeah, um, because the comics um, followed up immediately after A New Hope with Han leaving, and then he encounters Crimson Jack and all that and all that shit. 
I can't believe there's like Space Bunny. Uh, he's canon now, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah. You know, Do you he, think he'll ever show up in a movie? I think Rocket Raccoon leaves the opportunity for that to I happen. I feel like if they're ballsy enough, they'll do it. Like, we, we've seen a lot of weird shit in Marvel movies that, like, a, a talking space bunny is kind of, like, yeah. tamed. You know, it, it's fun. Um, since we're, now that we're on the topic of the comics and um, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, it's funny how, like, even in the expanded universe, up until it got, like, uh, um, rebranded as Leg- Legends, they tried fitting the Marvel comics and Splinter in the Mind's Eye into the into what like, into the expanded universe so much even like though the, it just doesn't make fucking sense. yeah because like w- literally the basis of what you have was the first movie which... vader literally shoots a form of lightning and splinter the minds of eye it's like oh that shit that so that's like an early example of like yeah, the emperor and then, shit though. and then they i think they retconned it later to be something called kinetite where it's like it's like why can't he just be the same why can't it for that one instance he used that like lightning power yeah, it, 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 <laughs> I I really love and hate Star Wars for this because it just loves retconning itself. What, to make uh, speaking of fit. speaking of retconning and like crazy expanded universe stuff, but like when Luke gets a what's his name R one D four, no, the 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 droid that breaks down R five D four R five yeah, yep. who is now like kind of like a, a well known thing because he's in Mandalorian, and before that though he was like a Jedi. That's right? a fr- that's from a non-canon. Comic. Okay, a non-canon. It was thing. never canon to begin with. Oh, that's like a common misconception. But do you cover everything? Do you like read everything that they come out with? Like, canon-wise? I used to, but I fell out of it because I I sort of got pissed off with Star Wars after Book of Boba Fett. With the TV shows, it feels like they're trying to MCU. MCU I hate it. it. I hate yeah, it. I hate it too. The only one of the new shows I actually liked is Andor. Because I haven't actually seen had... it. That's the only one I haven't seen. Dude, even if you didn't like Rogue One, watch it. Because it's, like, genuinely phenomenal. There's, yeah, like, I've a heard lot of things. I'm probably going to wait till second season, and I'll probably get excited for that. Yeah. Um, I did see Mando season three, the first episode, and it's getting me worried. I did not bother watching it. Wow, you, you're that done? No. After Book of Boba Fett, I'm like, okay, I'm not watching any more wow. Star Wars shit unless. Wow, you're that done. Me. You're more. You're done more than I am. Uh, I at least gave the first, the third, because I, I was a fan of the second season at least. Book I didn't, of Boba Fett, I didn't I like the. A... I didn't like the second season either. Really, dude, I was like, bro, because it's like they focus more like advertising other shows rather than yeah, like telling yeah, Mando's yeah. story. As, as it was though, if you watch the first and second season and don't think about like what is going, like what it's building up to. It has a good, you know, starting conclusion. If you stop right there, like, oh, he got the he got Grogu back. That's it. We don't need to know. And then he gets him right back in Book of Boba Fett. And by the way, in 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 the third season of Mando, the recap they don't even address that. They don't. They don't. They just show what happens in the second season and then jump. They don't even they don't show anything from the Book of Boba. Oh my fucking god, guys! So like, how 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 how's anyone like that didn't watch Book of Boba Fett? Which I'm assuming there's there's a at least thousands of people who haven't seen the show. That's I only watched Book of Boba Fett because I was still in my okay. I'll just watch everything phase. Yeah. After that show, I'm like, nope, I'm done. What was what was the what was the like tipping point for that show for you? Was, was it the cyberpunk shit? No, no, <laughs> not even that bike? because I didn't mind the. Cyberpunk. I didn't mind the cyberpunk. I actually genuinely like loved that. the second yeah. episode, Book of Boba Fett, and thought, okay, oh, the train maybe. sequence, right? yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe they could actually like do something good for once. Yeah. But then episode five came, out, I'm like, okay, this is kind of cool, I guess. But then Boba didn't appear. But like, okay, if it's just a one time thing, I'll be good with it. Episode six happens, and 
it pissed me off so fucking much. Wait, how like, many episodes was this? Episode six is when Luke shows up, right? Luke, Ahsoka, Cad Bane. <laughs> the one pre-established character I was okay with showing up in Mando and like the Mandoverse, as they're calling it, is a uh, Cobb Vanth. But that's only because oh, that was cool. Yeah. yeah, that's only because they show that they had the balls to go into like the most obscure Star Wars um novel chapters and interludes to bring this dude into live action. I hated Obi Wan. Oh, I'm, I'm the same. Th- hated Obi Wan. For me, the bomb two live a- pieces of live action Star Wars media are Obi Wan and Boba Fett. Yeah, Boba Fett. I didn't. The I didn't even tier. finish it. I didn't even stay. I didn't even. Con- I wasn't even invested enough to finish to watch the fight between Darth Vader and and, and Obi Wan. And you know I, why? You know why? Because they already fought in the third episode, and it was a shitty ass fight in the middle of like a soundstage in like of the volume. Dude, dude. It was so bad. Dude, it was so bad. I'll blame you because the way it ends, it, it's just basically a lamer version of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it, when I heard the show was announced, I was scared. I was like, oh, God. When the show And was I was hurt- like, they were listening to the fans, too. Like, that's another thing. Like, we d- it, Obi-Wan could have been good, but they yeah. wanted Anakin to be in there. I'm like, I don't... Like, I don't know why a lot of fans wanted that. Like, why did you want that? It ruins It ruins the other movies. It doesn't fucking make sense, it, no matter it makes no. It makes no it. sense. So, Alex, I don't know. What would you give uh, Star Wars? The first movie? 1977. Glass casing, heads down. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to give it glass case. Probably the most obvious glass case ever. Spoiler alert, but I think all three of the original movies <laughs> belong in the glass case. Because I can't really... I I, they, I'll, I prefer some over the other. Yeah. But like as like a whole, I adore them so... They're the reason why I fell in love with the series mm-hmm. and filmmaking in general. I know we didn't really get into depth on the actual movie or the plot or anything, but if you're listening to this and we listen to how long we talked about Star Wars, I'm assuming you know what this movie is, and y- y- you honestly don't need to listen to us praise the movie for an hour long. It- it's it's perfect. It's everything, like I said before, it's lightning in a bottle. If one thing fucks up, it probably won't work as good as it did. One flaw I have is George Lucas uh, touching up and making making it, his definitive version with the cg um that 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 i know what he can do whatever he wants with that movie his movie but it's annoying that he doesn't allow people to watch the older versions i agree you know i i prefer the special edition of the that starfight over the original yeah me too the one thing the one improvement yeah the only one improvement the dobacks they look kind of weird with the cg the problem the problem i realized Upon rewatching um, uh, the original trilogy over the weekend, is that like the I I have the special edition from two thousand four. Those are the ones I was exposed to first. It's not even the fact that like, he put CGI into the footage. He put CGI into like footage without considering how to like build it around old footage because no, it just looks like prequel shit. Like yes. prequel, like prequel leftovers that he probably had. Like leftover models of dobacks and fucking models of like. Tatooine creatures that he had for the you know Phantom Menace, and he's like, shit. Yeah, I should like, probably I, put this I in love, here. Shadows of the Empire stuff that like eventually came out with that game, even yeah. though it was developed for the special editions. But like, it just looks so out of place with the old footage. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a mess. And like, it's 1997. He didn't. He hasn't even updated the CGI. So the CGI is still from like 1997. So it still looks like a now. It now it looks like a 90s movie. Did you? Did, did, George actually had one more change to make, and it recently came out in the in the Disney Plus releases of the movies. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, the McClunky thing. Yeah, yeah. 
McClunky. Yeah, it's weird. I rewatched it. I was like, I that I've that seen- is the one thing I was like, wait. I thought I was going crazy. I'm like, did he? Did they change it for this? Are they still making changes to these movies? What's wrong with the original? Yeah. They they've tried to like they've tried to quote unquote fix this scene for so so long that like there's like five versions of this scene. It's crazy. And like I think the Disney Plus version is actually the worst one because it still has the problems as the other versions. But then you have the McClunky thing to disrupt the flow. And as a guy who's trying to pursue an editing career, that's like fucking with my brain. <laughs> And it's also like our self-defense. Greedo's literally pointing a gun at him. So he was still fucking around after he released the Blu-rays. He was like, "Hey, how can I? F- how can I? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, if he still had ownership, do you think he would still be like trying to mess with these movies yes. even to this day? Yes, hands down, yes. Um, but outside of like George Lucas's um obsession with Maul and the Clone Wars, because that was his idea. Yeah. Um, and. The whole video. Wasn't game. he gonna make Darth Maul like for the sequel trilogy, the villain? Yes, that's what I was getting what? to. Oh, okay. And there's like a chapter towards the end of a prequel archives book that came out a couple years back. Yeah. Where it goes over what Lucas wanted for his uh, uh, sequel trilogy, and it had Darth Maul as the main villain as like some sort of Godfather figure. I'm not sure how that would have worked. Leia would have been actually I thought, to be. What is his take on the expanded universe? Because he seems like to hate it, but also use a lot from it. Okay, people get this wrong all the time, so I'm going to clear the air right now. Yeah, clear it. George Lucas is like a huge-ass cherry picker. I love the man, but he's a cherry picker. <laughs> and so he didn't care for the Expanded Universe story specifically, even though he'll like give like authors like advice. Because there's a shit. lot of Expanded Universe shit in like the prequels. Yeah. You know? But like the thing with George is that he's a visual guy, right? Yeah. So like with Ayla Sakura, he, he liked the way she looked in the comics. So he's like, okay, I'm going to bring her in the comics because I like the way this design looks. Fair enough. You know, it's his shit, so. Yeah, yeah, you know. he, he cherry picks and, like. I kind of would cherry pick, too. I wouldn't yeah. put, like. Yeah, and there's, no, and there's no problem with that. But, like, people seem to think that, like, he, hates he actively expanding. hates it or that he actively loves it. And it's like, it's neither. He yeah. just takes from whatever and doesn't He's bother. just like everyone else. I don't think everyone else likes the entire expanded universe. Yeah. He, <laughs> you know? In in his words, it's it's a whole separate universe that he'll take um shit from if he mm. feels like it. And yeah. Aeos Sakura as a background element and Darth Town. Well, honestly, Boba Fett. Well, this is a good transition into Empire Strikes Back, but Boba Fett was introduced in a Star Wars parade in 1978. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was dressed in white, looked nothing like he does in the movie, but I, I that was did, the first Mandalorian thing. I adore thing. that look and have the Black Series figure of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I, ha- I, don't wow. care, I don't care for Boba Fett that much as a character, but yeah. I love the Black Series look, uh, the white look. You know, as a kid, Boba Fett was always like the overhyped character. That yeah. Jango Fett, Darth Maul. It's funny how Boba Fett started off as like an Imperial Super Commando. Yeah. And then based off his armor, this there's like this whole culture that surrounds the Mandalorians and all that that spans like thousands of years in the universe. Um, he was the earliest Glup Shido. Boba Fett was a real first Glup. Ah, we met. I forgot. Boba Fett technically appears in uh, New Hope in the special edition. I don't count it. <laughs> I don't count it. You know, um, it, it's funny. The guy who plays Boba Fett in yeah. the special edition is like it was like an anti-vaxxer, I think. I seen the uh, the photo of him. He's like he's in a mustache and he has glasses on. He's hanging right next to like uh, these two dude, alien. Uh, uh, dude, <laughs> that that image is yeah. the is the literal definition of she let me hit because I'm funny. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, 
look up just Boba Fett behind the scenes photo, you'll probably find it. We're back. Uh, the batteries went out. So, we, Alex, you mentioned something right before I started recording. You want to say that again? All right. So off recording, I mentioned how like the word Sith wasn't mentioned once uh, during the original trilogy. They were a concept back then. Yeah. Vader was 100% Sith. But like people legit thought that Lucas didn't come up with the concept of the Sith until the prequels, which is just untrue. Because I mean, the concept of the Sith is right there. Maybe the name, right? Yeah. 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 Like this, the Sith Knights, as they were originally called, are as old as a Jedi conceptually. Yeah. And like Darth Vader was one hundred percent a Sith. At why they the name wasn't mentioned at all in the original trilogy, I have no clue. But, like, it's just an interesting factor that I've noticed. It's a weird... I mean, Jedi is a weird name, too, so... Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, I I don't know why they didn't use it. Um, I was gonna... I I can't believe I didn't ask this before, but... Alec Guinness or uh, Ewan McGregor? Okay, um... Even though I watched the originals first... And respect Alec Guinness... Yeah. Ewan McGregor. Boba Fett... Even though he appeared in that parade and everything... uh, I think most people saw him in the holiday special... That premiered in 78, so a year after the first movie. Only premiered once, probably for the best. Um, I actually own a bootleg on Blu-ray. <gasps> amazing, dude. I, I, amazing. Well, like, I got ripped off at when I got from New York Comic Con. Like, oh, oh, oh someone was back. selling it? Yeah, it was, yeah, because, and like, the dude, the price tag said like 20 bucks, and yeah. the dude charged 27 at the thing. I'm like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> uh, when did you go to New York Comic Con? What year? It was 2021, the last one. Oh, okay. So. I haven't been since the pandemic, but I used to go every year. Were you a fan of this holiday special? I mean, are you a fan, like, guilty pleasure-wise, or is it just that bad? When I was younger, it was definitely a guilty pleasure, but when I yeah. watched it, it's not even a guilty pleasure anymore. You gotta watch it with flat. friends. Just, you gotta it, watch it with, a, like, a Star Wars fan that has doesn't even know it exists, because there's I'm sure there's a few out there. Okay, that will be fine, but on its own, it's not even a guilty pleasure. It's just bad. Isn't it like ninety minutes long? It's really long, right? Yeah, it's it wouldn't feel as long if it weren't for the fact that it just falls a bunch of fucking Wookies. And then you have a uh, the whip whip stir woman. Honestly, that one's peak. I think <laughs> you I, have I, the I think the. She's canon now, actually. Oh really? I own yeah, she's canon now because I own a Star Wars cookbook that mentions her recipe. Well, yeah, Life Day is canon as well. Yeah. Um. Just oh, it's funny. You know, it's funny because that's well, because, Life Day is a fictional Wookie holiday. If you don't know. Yeah, it's funny because. <laughs> The holiday special is like home to such important lore and important information that comes in later. Such as what? Besides the hol- the life's day. The the Kashyyyk, um, the Wookiee homeworld, homeworld of a uh, Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's known as Kazook for some reason. Okay. I don't know what, yeah. what happened there. It was also like that in some of the early comics, but like Kashyyyk, Chewbacca's family, life day. <laughs> Boba Fett. Uh, yeah, Boba yeah. Fett as well. Really weird uh, part of Star Wars history that really wasn't recognized until the internet came about. Yeah. Because people brought it up again. And George Lucas uh, unsuccessfully made people want to forget about it. He said something on the likes of he would destroy every copy that was ever created yeah. or something yeah, like that. Did. I think Carrie Fisher, when she was still alive, owned yeah. a copy of it. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how exaggerated this is or if it's any true. But apparently, she owned a copy, yeah. and when she wanted people to leave uh, her house after a party, she'd play it. Wow, that's funny. And like, she, I, I, she was in on the joke then. She know she knew it was bad. I hope to God that story's fucking true, because it's so <laughs> fucking hilarious. Harrison Ford didn't even remember shooting his scenes. 
Um, I think he, I think for the most part, he just pretended <laughs> not to remember because he, remember, he fucking hates Star Wars. Yeah, he's, he went, so he paid a lot of money to be in the Rise of Skywalker. I did not expect him to do yeah, that. And there's now there's rumors about him being in Mandalorian, the de-aging him. God, please no. I mean, but, Alden Ehrenreich is right there. Yeah. And well, he was back... great in Cocaine Bear, by the way. Oh, yeah, I need to see that. One other thing in between the two movies, uh, it was a there was a disco, uh, there's a disco remix that hit number one. I remember unironically listening to that in middle school. Yeah, legitimately, if you went to a club in the 1978, you're most likely hearing a disco theme with Star Wars and dancing to it. Yeah, that shit went hard. <laughs> For no fucking reason. Imagine, like, nowadays going to a club and, like, the Star Wars theme comes on and people just dancing to it. It's yeah, great. I, I remember hearing that for the first time in, like, a shitty 2007 mod video for Battlefront 2, which showcased the escape from the deaths. With the success of Star Wars, it, it, it spawned a bunch of ripoffs, including one called Star Crash. I've never heard of that. Actually. This one came out a year afterwards. Uh, it looks t- it looks pretty bad. It looks like a cheap uh, ripoff. And Turkish Star Wars, which came out dude, in between dude, Cinema Peak with Turkish Star Wars. <laughs> Empire. It came out in between Empire and Return of the Jedi. And yeah, it it, it just literally takes footage from the star the first Star Wars movie <laughs> because they couldn't film new scenes. So you know, George Lucas, after the success of Star Wars, what do you do? You make a sequel. I think as crazy is he didn't want any money from any studio. He completely made this movie with his own money, most for the most part. And oh, yeah. he had he had 21st, 21st Century Fox distribute it. But 21st Century Fox wasn't paying for shit for this movie. So in a way, this is kind of like a independent movie. It also kind of <laughs> Empire went, Strikes it Back. It also went over budget, fun fact. Oh yeah, it can. It can because it's his money. The all-night vigil ends Wednesday morning at 11 when these people finally get to buy tickets to the first showing of The Empire Strikes Back. Do you think this is going to be as big as Star Wars? Bigger! Yeah, bigger, 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 yeah. bigger! And yet a lot of the critics are panning it. Well, what do they know? Empire Strikes Back, in my opinion, the best movie of the franchise. <laughs> get the fuck out of here with this hot take. Do you agree? Yeah. It's the best one by Return of the Jedi. Your personal... Favorite. Oh, okay. It's uh, fine because my friend that I mentioned before with the whole with, when talking about Bond, she also she really hates Empire Strikes Back. How? Wait, just just Empire Strikes Back? Like she, she loves the New Hope. She doesn't like Empire Strikes Back, and what? I forget the reasoning why. I love Empire Strike. First off, it I love how it starts on Hoth, and it starts right away with a battle, uh, Battlefront the uh the new one. I remember the launch trailer had the gameplay for that yeah and i remember being so excited for that game ea battlefront the the reboot yeah. um have you played that one i played and owned um both of them oh, and cool. while i do respect them for what they do they should not have been called battlefront why didn't they just call it like uh, they were trying to they were trying to bank on yeah, the battlefront I, I know name. but i'm yeah. just saying fundamentally ATATs, you know introduction to those things they're great they're impractical are you a camel guy or a chicken guy you know i'm referring good... to the walkers yeah I, I know i know <laughs> i'm not to the audience oh. to the audience you know that's a good question i suppose it, de- it really depends i'll be on honest what... i'm I, i'm a i'm a chicken guy those things in the lego star wars game were like op yeah i i love AT-ATs, but they're so slow the chicken ones do fall off very they're very yeah. weak they got Honestly, in terms of, like, walkers, I think I'd rather ride the ATRT from, like, the Republic Army and all that. Is that the six-legger one? No, that's the ATT. The okay. ATRT is the open cockpit one. 
Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's the chicken version of of the Republic one. I go with them because they're like super fast and agile. It's crazy. I still remember what that is. Have you ever seen the Clone Wars? They're so fucking. This is definitely the most sweatiest episode of the Three Shells podcast for sure. No joke. Dagobah, and we introduced to Yoda for the first time. Yoder. Yoder. And what's crazy about this is. When you're watching this for the first time, you could think that Yoda is like a human being and not like a green puppet thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, Frank Oz's performance is just amazing. And like props to Mark Hamill for like having a straight face and like acting in front of like a <laughs> it's so amazing. puppet. It's so amazing to me how they actually considered going with a monkey in a costume for Yoda. Really? You didn't know that? I think I heard of that before, but like that seemed just that I don't maybe I just didn't believe it because that just seemed like I how, seeing, so unpractical unpro- you would think, right? I, I remember seeing images of it, and then eventually they're just like, this ain't fucking working. There was also concept of him being like an elf, like a blue elf, like to- like Smurf uh, yeah. figure. Yeah, thing. and I think he was like way smaller because I remember in the, um, the novelization for the film and um, the comic adaptation, he was described as blue. This whole sequence in dagobah is probably my favorite star wars thing ever like ever yep like what the force means and like the way they build on the force on on top of the first one it's like it they never read they never reach the peak of like like i don't know they they explain the force in such a great way without over explaining it you're not really worried about the rules or what it's just like they never, I don't know, they never should have touched really any other Force. In regards of the Force, you could do anything you wanted with Star Wars. But I, I think you should have just stuck to, like, what the Force is capable of with the first three movies, yeah. in my opinion. Because too, my, too much Star Wars material really gamifies the Force in a way where people unironically think it's just, like, a level up system. It's, that's like not a the superpower. Or something like that. Yeah. It's not like a superpower. It's 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 like a meditative state of mind. It's 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 it's, yeah, like, it's like a monk mentality in a way. It's yeah, like when Last Jedi came out and like people complained about how the Force was portrayed. In that it's like this is literally the best depiction of the Force we've I, had in so long. I can't believe we haven't even gotten to the Last Jedi. What is your opinion on it? It's my favorite of the new films. Like I agree. I agree. Yeah. The best. Disney Star Wars movie by far, in my opinion, and it's it's probably the best Star Wars movie outside of the original trilogy, in my opinion. Yes, um, like it's like on it's just one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars media. I'm I'm, I'm really surprised on your takes here. Uh, getting into the original, I guess, that's, I guess that's also sort of a hot take, but I feel like the last I hate died down over the years. Thankfully, yeah, that whole the, I love Dagobah. I love the setting. Um, they kind of use real animals, which people might not like nowadays. Like, oh, they use a real snake in a in a Star Wars movie that takes me out of it. Uh, I don't know. Sure, they can be real species. They're humans in Star Wars. Yeah, Why can't they like, be? It's like, it's like when Star Wars Theory complained about how there's bricks and screws in Andor, even though it's like, one, <laughs> that's a stupid complaint. Two, have you seen the other movies? <laughs> Isn't there space waffles? Isn't that a thing in Star Wars? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> if there's like, waffles, if there's waffles in the Star Wars universe, why can't they be bricks and scrolls, uh, uh, screws? I don't know. Star Wars series is, is such a stupid grifter. I. That's the thing with Star Wars. People complain about like the little things, and to me, I just I just take each thing as it is. I don't I don't really get hung up on like canon. 
or don't like fuck with us Star Wars fans. We don't even like the movies. I heard there's a quote that's like, "There's no one that hates Star Wars movies more than Star Wars fans." As much as <laughs> as much as a meme take that is, it's true. <laughs> like it's so fucking true. It's weird because it it means something different to a lot of people. Yeah, it's a generational thing. So yeah. I guess that's kind of why there's such a huge divide. With I guarantee like you, there'll be uh, sequel trilogy defenders in the next four or five years that oh, are gonna like, like hey those were my movies when i grew up like you want this is a quasi hot take in my opinion yeah. but i feel like the sequels were better received than the prequels were in their heyday because the prequels i wasn't like, around and you know i, I kind of was in the prequel high so like i i don't know about that I don't, yeah, the kids people, loved it the yeah, kids loved people, it People, Kids love Star Wars, though. There's a, a huge denial nowadays that the prequels were ever hated, which is completely That's crazy. The pe- wait, George Lucas versus the people. That yeah, whole documentary dude, is just a is just a rip on his on the prequels. The dude, the, the, that documentary literally had people claiming George Lucas raped their childhood. With the sequels, <laughs> the worst you guys, stupid grifters coming out of the woodwork being like, oh, well, I mean, it is I similar. Don't. It is similar. You have like. You know, uh, Jake Lloyd and uh, Ahmed Best being harassed. Yeah. This, you know, you have like yeah, just uh, with the whoever prequels. the actress who plays Rose and uh, yeah, just yeah. with the prequels. I feel like it was like way fucking worse. It, the only reason why it feels worse with the it feels more vocal now because the internet is yeah, more. Yeah, I was just about yeah. to say that. Just with the internet, it's just it's just more apparent. Yeah, and the internet existed back in. If you go back to like old forums about pre the prequels, yeah. you you'll see people ripping it but there, there was people that really liked and let's not forget we were all on board with disney star wars for the first two years <laughs> also if you if you really want to get even more pissy they're they're even naysayers of empire strikes back back in the day yeah so i love dagobah uh and then we get to bespin which bespin is one of my favorite yeah planets. and honestly we were i was ripping on special editions before but this is the one example where it kind of does it justice. Yeah. You know, it, it's it, actually the least altered. If I, I wouldn't change anything. I would. I wouldn't. I would, there's not. There's literally nothing. I would have been like, oh, let's take that out. It really is nothing. Yeah, it looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, the emperor also was changed for the better. I think. Yeah. I uh, just wish it wasn't as apparent that they that they yeah. filmed it during episode three. But so I still, I still. It was so clearly episode three, yeah. like. But yeah. I still like it because Ian McDermott. And I think yeah. I'm more I'm slightly more positive on Rise of Skywalker just because of Ian McDermott reprising his role. We have the iconic lightsaber fight. I think this is my favorite lightsaber fight besides Duel of Fates. Oh yeah. Um, Those Duel of Fates, this fight, and the Return of the Jedi fight all kick ass in my opinion. Yes. Okay, they're thank God. Top, okay, thank God. Thank God you didn't say Revenge of the Sith, Anakin Obi Wan. Oh my that <laughs> Can I can I just people ride that fight scene like it's like one of the best movie scenes ever? No. Ten to twenty years ago, that wouldn't have been a hot take. But nowadays, if you hate that fight, it's a hot take. It's like no, it it it's over the top. It's 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 I, really I dumb. I love Mustafar the location. It, I love the yeah. the visual conflict. They just do too much with they, it, they, and like it surprises me nowadays because it's like I now consider Revenge of the Sith overrated even though years ago it wouldn't be underrated it would be underrated yeah, yeah. And like i and it's I just it's just how opinions are now yeah. i guarantee you there'll be like a day where there'll be like a, vi- a video essay where like rise of skywalker was it really that bad yeah yeah like some stupid exactly. shit like that and someone will be like hey this guy has a good point and really? this, this comes from someone that doesn't think revenge says it's all that bad it's just it does too much no i am the 
the twist at the end. Uh, Dude, it's it's phenomenal, and it's, and to this day, it surprises me of how well integrated into the trilogy it is because the idea of the idea of Vader and Anakin being the same person didn't yeah. come until the second draft of that movie. Uh, any background characters that have like un unusual lore that you want to say? Uh, Ralph McQuarrie makes a cameo in it, and he appears in some of the Clone Wars tying comics by Pablo Hidalgo, which is oh, like, I really can't believe cool. the ice cream guy, ice cream maker guy. Oh, That's yeah. like one of the most famous background Will characters. Hood. Yeah, uh, if you don't know, Rilwo Hood is a character that appears uh, about like two seconds on screen. He appears in the evacuation of a uh, uh, cloud. Vespin, yeah, right before, right after uh, Lando uh, breaks him out. Um, it, it's it's funny how this movie has like the two mascots of Glupshitos <laughs> in their first appearance. Monkey. Maybe Greedo is a Glupshito. True. Definitely a big Glupshito, yeah, yeah, honestly. Yeah. I remember, I remember when he first, when he got his episode in the Clone Wars, I remember yeah. unironically being hyped for it because... It's Greedo. As, as a kid, I love the Rodian species. And, and he's the like... Design. I love... Yeah, they're so cool. That, that species is the most, one of the most memorable uh, designs in Star Wars. That and uh, Cap Bane, what was that species? Uh, Duro. Duros, they're cool. They they took it out of the in the special editions, but there was Wolfman. Yeah, at think, some point I think he had his own short story in oh, uh, Tales from the Most Size the Cantina, but I can't remember. The Cantina music is also uh those those aliens those those guys. Gregor and Dan and the Motor Nodes. Jizz. I was about to say yeah. <laughs> is the uh is the is the name? I just want to know who came up with the name Jizz. Jizz. I don't... I, I want to know if it came from Lucas or whoever wrote that story. Uh, where the fuck did it come from? <laughs> And why did, did they stick with Jizz? They're great. I wish they had more. I wish they had a whole album. Honestly, missed opportunity right there. <laughs> Just not giving them, like, a whole-ass album. They can still do it. Get creative, guys. Get Disney, get creative. Release Star Wars albums, like, in-universe Star Wars albums. Disney, stop work. Stop working on The Mandalorian. Get on your the fucking Figurant Dan uh, album. Disney, Re make the Jizz album. The Jizz fandom is dying. Retweet if you're a true Jizzer. <laughs> no, but I am being half-serious when I'm saying, like, be creative with star wars now like have a star Wars in universe canon star wars album but like you can listen to it in spotify that would be so cool I, i'm a sucker for in universe shit like i love the path of the jedi uh, and book of sith books yeah um I, one of the things i want to see mm -hmm. is an in universe documentary about some random aspect about the star wars universe or like an in universe history book yeah it would be so cool like a jedi that's, archive that's book. what the path of the jedi and book of sith are those oh, things. really? Yeah, oh, cool. they have, like, a little series of them. You should really check them out at some point. Yeah, what would you give Empire Strikes Back out of, uh... I don't know why I'm asking you this. You're gonna give it a glass case. Yeah, I, I mentioned it when we were talking about A New Hope. Yeah. Like, I could, I put, I'd put all three of them in a glass case, because... Would like, you put it over the first one, though? Oh, it's easily better than the first one. Okay, yeah, like, I agree. It's the best made of the original trilogy, but, like, Return of the Jedi is my favorite. Maybe the best sequel ever made. That and Terminator 2. Uh, and Godfather, Godfather 2. Yeah, I was about to say, um, uh, Aliens is pretty sequels. good, but we're basically doing the Scream 2 discussion. That too? Who'd want to do that? Sequels suck. No, wow. Bullshit generalization. Many sequels have surpassed their original. Aliens, far better than the first. T2. You've got a hard-on for Cameron. The Godfather, part two. I need um, I need to get into Scream, even though like I'm not a horror guy. I, I, might, be, I might be seeing you might a be... new one this week with my friends. Well, at least watch the first one before you watch the new one. I actually have a Blu-ray. I wish I had it with me. I have the v I have the second one on VHS if you want it. <laughs> I can't play it anyway, so um, I'll just look up the first two and yeah, 
it's they're good. all of them are good though. They actually oh great segue because in the the newest screen movie they do a commentary on like toxic fandom. I and, heard so and in the Last that. Jedi. I it's heard, the I, whole the whole fifth screen movie is about the Last Jedi. I can't believe we're we're connecting this to Star Wars. Yeah, I, I but, yeah. Ryan Johnson in the mix of that. Uh, he was gonna make a cambio in the movie. Really? Yeah, but he was doing a Knives Out too. But yeah, oh. it, there was a whole thing about that in the Last Jedi. It's funny. It's, everything has to cut tie with Star Wars one way or another. We can get to Return of the Jedi, the yeah. final film. Some came formally attired for this first showing of the Return of the Jedi, dressed as Darth Vader's and Princess Leia's and all sorts of space creatures who say this is the way the world ought to be. People like to dream. People enjoy the fantasy. I'll admit the jo- the pals plot is like kind of shaky, but like yeah, that's think, my biggest th- issue with the movie. I think the Sarlacc fight and everything afterwards is like phenomenal. It's great, it's great, and it also introduced the green lightsaber. That's why I like it so much. Green's my favorite color. You probably know this, but they they made it green because it wouldn't look good if it was oh like yeah blue background. And honestly, thank Christ, great choice. I I one of the problems I have with the prequels is that there's like little lightsaber variety outside Mace Windu. Yeah, because somehow Samuel Jackson. Straight up just asked him, and he said yes. Yeah, my, I love how people think Mace Windu having a purple lightsaber has this deep meaning, but he's just like, I want to see myself in the fight. And, um, yeah, that's, yeah, you couldn't tell who he was if yeah. he was doing it. And, and also, there's a funny thing. In some promotion of Episode One, Mace Windu has a blue lightsaber. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's another thing I want to bring up, because in the comics, they also ran with it. And, like, Hyadi <laughs> Mundi had a, a purple lightsaber. Sassy Tint had a blue uh, purple lightsaber, I think. Uh, Plokun had a yellow one. Uh, Yoda, Yoda actually had a yellow one before he got his green one in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, but like when Attack of the Clones came out, there wasn't like much explanation for like the lightsaber changes for the other characters. For but for Sassy Tin and Mace Windu, they made up this whole concept where like they like swapped lightsabers to show their bond and all that. Co- lightsaber color meanings don't fucking exist. That's all. I just want to get that out there. <laughs> I, I really don't care. Like, it, it, to me, it, I think it does have a meaning. Uh, clearly, red is bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Beyond, beyond that, it doesn't yeah. mean shit. This is where we're really, truly introduced to Jabba the Hutt in the series. And as much as I kind of, like, think that, like, the whole Jabba the Hutt plot is kind of drags a little bit, it is cool seeing, like, all these weird-ass aliens. Like, they really went hard on the creature designs oh, yeah. here. Um, I remember putting on. What's the... his little uh, fr- his little sidekick? Uh, Bib, Sli- Bib Bib Fortuna. Oh, I thought you were referring to a Salacious Crumb, but yeah, a Salacious Crumb, of course, Salacious Crumb is. But like, yeah, Bib Fortuna. Uh, his that makeup is is kind of gnarly. Um, it's nice noodles before the CGI I makeup. I remember popping in the cop the VHS copy of Return of the Jedi I got from the library. Yeah, and getting scared the fuck, uh, scared by nice noodles. <laughs> to the point where, like, I'm skipping the entire Jabba's Palace sequence because this shit was too scary. Like, and that was before kid. the CGI, I think? No, it was, it was, was the 1997 oh, edition, yeah. I think. Um, that, full disclosure, that's the worst change of any of the, any 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 uh, thing that George Lucas did. That stupid Jedi Rocks Disney Channel dance number in the middle of the movie that is literally, like... A completely like a he added like a cartoon scene into the movie like out of nowhere like it doesn't fit at all. Not to say that the original song fits that much, but the original song was kind of weird. It was she was speaking in alien. 
this one, she's like speaking in gibberish. Like yeah. she's kind of speaking in English. Like she's trying to talk in English, but she's not. You I know what the, I mean? I get the feeling Ben Burt wasn't involved with that one. Because Absolutely ben not. Was like developing languages for like all this shit. Like he was insane. For that. <laughs> I own the booklet he was a part of where like they discussed the languages and shit. And Snice Noodle's voice, man. They they carried that into the Clone Wars too. I can't believe Why'd they do that. Snice appears in the Clone Wars. And, in a, in like, a big has, thing. And has a relationship with a fucking Zero the Hut. And then the, 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 the flea guy, too. You got a big, wide shot of his mouth. The inside of his mouth. You see his luvula, and you see all his spit. Oh, yeah. And the, the roof of his mouth. It's just, what are we doing here? I, I actually remember, um, it's one video. I don't know the context of it, but it's just like this random country band thing, I think. And then this dude's introducing Jedi Rocks, right? Size noodles! How about a little bit of Jedi Rock? Yeah. Okie dokie! The comments in that video are the funniest thing because it's like, what do you mean by this? Oh, speaking of like viral, just in general, Star Wars, the Star Wars YouTube video, the whole like early YouTube Star Wars is fucking peak. Um, you got the stormtrooper humping the air, ba -ba -da -ba -ba -ba. troops, the troops, yes. You got so many. You the got... Red Letter Media review of Phantom Menace is like a whole, like that review is like one of the most influential like YouTube reviews yeah, you ever. You got Chad Vader, which got the guy uh, in it, Matt Sloan, to become the voice of Vader for a while. And I thought it was all right, but I prefer yeah. Scott Lawrence in the video games as Vader. Um, um, all the Lego stop motion shit that through... you've seen over the years. You know, speaking <laughs> of Star Wars YouTube, have you ever yeah. seen the Arl Nuts Star Wars video parodies? No. Oh my god, they're legit some of my favorites, dude. Speaking of Star Wars parodies, we can just maim a few. Spaceballs, yep. you know, I think it's a little bit dated now since it's only parodying, like, original Star Wars, and it's kind of like, the, the jokes are a little bit obvious now, but it's still a classic in, in regards, just saying it's a little dated. Hardware Wars, that Hardware, was actually, yeah. that was parodied, that was also parodied by Ryan Johnson in The Last Jedi. Kudos to Ryan for that one. It's the one, it's the scene where, like, they're sneaking onto the, the supremacy. And it's just the thing ironing the uh, coats and all that. Wasn't there Finger Wars too, or something like that? Finger Wars is so fucking cursed, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? There's the Family Guy parodies, of course. Family Guy, Robot Honest Chicken. You know, something I really miss in the Disney era, yeah. and that George was like really okay with, is that George didn't give a fuck if you parodied his work. And so everyone yeah. just went out. Wait, and, like, wasn't there a thing? Wasn't there like a a TV sh a failed TV show? Yeah, Star Wars Detours. That's what it was called. Um, Seth Green was involved, right? It was yeah, I like... think he was like one of the showrunners too. That's crazy. I think it was gonna be like uh, Robot Chicken Star Wars, yeah, but like one of the officially. I don't know? know if you ever saw it. I saw a few years back. Didn't the episodes like... leak? Some of yeah, the episodes. Yeah, one of the leak? episodes okay. leaked. Okay, is it good? I don't ever think it was okay, but like, anyways, something I missed with um the new era of Star Wars is the 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 the, the official parodies like. You'll occasionally get the Robot Chicken skit. But yeah. we'll never get a Robot Chicken Star Wars 4. Because, like, Disney just won't allow it. Like, I, I really wish they'd change their ways on that. Because, like... They're not gonna change their ways on that. I know, but, like, just, like... That was, like, some of the best parts of Star Wars. The whole setup with the Starlap pick is 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 really, like, great. And I love the, the editing in it, too. It cuts think... onto every action with yeah, the music. I don't, I don't know who edited together Return of the Jedi, but whoever did, who's to them? 
Because Paul Hirsch and Marcia Lucas definitely were in. He edited together the the finale is pretty well edited together yeah. too, which is I, I think it's it's, it's my favorite Star Wars uh, space battle actually. One hundred percent. At times it was hard to tell where the fantasy left off. This couple got married last night outside the movie theater. It's a, it's a way to waste some of the time while we're waiting for a Jedi. David Maples dressed as the movie's hero Han Solo. Trisha Smith dressed as the heroine Princess Leia. The minister read the vows dressed as the wise old Yoda. I do. I love Return of the Jedi, but I think it is a little bit of a step down compared to the first two. I can in regards that. to like how serious the series takes itself. For instance, it's a lot goofier this movie. Yeah, true. Uh, I think it's Gonk because... Droid that screams because his fucking feet are burning. Actually, I feel like that's like uh, that's like. <laughs> More, that's some prequel that's shit. More, that's more brutal to me than like Goofy. Really? Because it's like the way he was screaming though. It was like uh, uh, uh. I mean, yeah, but it's literally a Joy getting tortured. I was like, laughing. Like, I, maybe I'm just a sick fuck, but I was laughing yeah, at I, that I, moment. I thought I was a sick fuck, honestly. It was like, uh, but, but like, it's like what dude, I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, that's something you would see in the prequels. I think that's like some prequel stuff, like some some like funny like because it is a torture scene, right? Yeah, it's supposed to be. But to me, I, 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 that it seemed more comedic. This is also the first Star Wars movie without Gary Kurt, so that's probably why. Oh, true, very true. Um, Ewoks as well. Yeah. Um, oh, I, 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 I personally, really... personally think I they just they were made just for toys. They were. I think they're supposed to be Wookies at some. They point. were supposed to be Wookies. Yeah. And um, I can't believe I didn't even mention this. You know, David Lynch. He was gonna direct Return of the Jedi. I mentioned this in was the previous. He? Yeah, I mentioned this in the previous podcast. If you've seen any of his films, they're really it's really out there. Like Eraserhead, Mulholland Drive. Have you seen any of those? Highly recommend I think Eraserhead. I've seen at least one of them. I can't think of. Highly recommend Eraserhead. Yeah, he I'll made the first Dune them. movie too. But right. like he was the f- he was one of George Lucas's first choices to direct uh, Return of the Jedi, and then he wanted I, Spielberg. Yeah, I that would have been Spielberg. Um, and then he stuck with uh, Richard McQuan. Yeah. I heard. I forget why I heard. It's this an interesting from. thing. These two movies, Empire and Return of the Jedi, they're not directed by big name directors. Like, yeah. Uh, I think Robocop Two is Irving Kirshner, the director of Empire Strikes Back. That's his biggest yeah. movie, other than Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yeah. This the, the one really major thing I'll get. I'll take points off of Return of Jedi for is that Richard Marquand. I read um, Anthony Daniels' book and Carrie Fisher's book. Uh huh. And I heard and like from one one of them, I heard. Richard Marquand was like a real dickhead. I mean, when you hear like when you hear Star Wars Legacy, when names are brought up, you never hear Richard Marquand. Yeah. You you hear Irvin Kershner. Yeah. Like the he likes the director of Empire, but like oh, the director of Return of the Jedi, Richard I like Marquand. Like the, I feel like the reason for that is like he was such an asshole. On yeah, I'm pretty sure ass. like that has to do. Oh, we did, I can't believe we didn't mention, but David Prowse. Oh yeah. Plays Darth Vader. Oh yeah. He's kind of like blacklisted in the community. Yeah, because like, okay, so in A New Hope, I guess no one told him he's gonna be like dubbed over, even though it like seemed pretty obvious. Because it's like, it's if you if you do yourself over, a favor, look up the undubbed Darth Vader scene. This ship carries the crest of Alderaan. Was there any of the royal family on board? Who were you carrying? It's so funny. Yeah, and then in Empire Strikes Back, he was like sort of like saying whatever because he knew he. But they want to hear his voice, and it got to the point where it was like um, interrupting the flow of filmmaking. And I think it made he said something that made Harrison Ford laugh during a scene. 
I wonder what and he the, said. He probably said like cock balls poopy, like yeah, to, to the actors like or something like that. <laughs> I think it's documented still more, but I don't remember what. And then it just got to the point where he just never came back from for Return of the Jedi. So who? Uh, hold on. I think his name is Bob Anderson, the guy in the suit. Not Sebastian Shaw, who it, you see as it's Anderson noticeably it's no that's another the filmmaking in Return of the Jedi is kind of down too. Uh, yeah. There's a, there, there's, there's a lot of there's a, there's some CG uh, blue screen shots that don't age well. Oh yeah, the Tatooine in Tatooine too. Yeah. Um, there are some. I know I've seen like I'm though. hating on Return of the Jedi, but like it is more interesting to talk about the flaws of it than the yeah. praises of it. Uh, I don't know if I have a problem with it, but like it is kind of weird that we go back to Tatooine. If it, it it shrinks the universe in a way where like you have this big galaxy and we only visit. I don't know it. I mean, when me- Luke when Luke leaves. In 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 uh episode four, I to me I feel like he's never going back. Like I'm never going back to this dust bowl again. I I don't belong here. I like I I but the fact that he comes back and he tells about like I used to live here, you know, and stuff like that. It seems kind of weird. If we were gonna have that, I would be nice to have a scene where he went back home, his his old moisture farm, and and like reconciled a little bit. That would have been cool. Yeah. Um, to see that. I know I'm talking about, oh, you could have done this to a movie that's like 40 years old. I'm but fine it, with it because this is before they start overusing Tatooine. Yeah. And in hindsight, though, it does seem like it's... It also, kind of, it also really, in my opinion, makes sense for them to go back to Tatooine because it makes sense for Jabba to be, be there. on Tatooine? Yeah, because it's like... He could a, have been on like a, a city planet. He couldn't, He didn't have to be on I Tatooine. I guess, but like, it, Tatooine's such a cesspool that it makes sense in my mind. I, to, me, I, to me, I thought they were like trying to uh cut edges in in in, to not make a new planet let's just go back to another planet and it to me there was really i don't think there was really a reason for Jabba the Hutt to be in Tatooine. he could have been in like a coruscant planet or something a city planet i guess that would have been cool you You know not narshada narshada something like that uh isn't it in isn't in one of the the shows doesn't show up one of the okay so it first appeared in in, uh, dark empire yeah and involved to appear in like the video games like other comics and but like stuff. yeah a, a lower tier city not yeah. quite quite like tier, coruscant but like something like that something it's something coruscant, like but dirty yeah something like cloud city but like more dirty or something i don't know yeah. they could have changed like they could have switched it up this is your final movie missed opportunity to use another planet in my I opinion guess the cell barge scene is fucking iconic dude boba fett fucking dies like a chump though they knew they knew boba fett was a main they knew what they had and they why they kill him like that why? Well, if you're yeah, gonna have Lucas him, Strip said he didn't realize how popular his, he is. I find that like, hard I, to believe. I, I find that I hard know, to believe. Same here. It's like, how the fuck did you not realize that? Yeah. I just love how they accidentally create an incest plot. I actually oh remember seeing yeah. uh, the Empire Strikes Back in concert with like the yeah. orchestra and shit. We got to the part where Luke uh, Leia kisses Luke on the lips in the yeah. medical bay. Everyone and the entire like... crowd was like, "Oh!" And this dude behind me is like, "Bro, that's your sister, dude." George Lucas said he had it all planned out from the beginning. Yeah. I'm sorry, no. <laughs> and say what you no. want about the sequel trilogy, they made the uh, Luke and Leia di- uh, brother and sister dynamic work. I'm this- pretty sure in Splinters of the Mind's Eye, that book, that expanded universe book, has like a little romantic sub. Oh yeah, it yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah, but like, in the Marvel comics, they had one issue where like they were they were too sibling like for this one guy and he wrote a letter complaining about it and this predates return of the jedi too so i wonder how this guy felt about it yeah the final battle uh you can get into that what are some of the highlights there outside of the obvious with like the conflict between vader luke and uh, palpatine 
I really love Lando's smart thinking during the battle, where he's like, yeah, bring all the ships in, uh, in with the Star Destroyers, so that if the that star uh, fires on us, they'll risk hitting their other ships. And, like, I thought that was, like, a genius tactic, in, like a, as, like, a last-ditch resort. Because they were essentially trapped there, because in some expanded material, they had... In, it's a trap. There. They had interdictors there, meaning that they couldn't like jump into hyperspace and all. Well, didn't that. they show the interdictor uh crash into? Isn't there like a scene where a star short crashes into the Death Star? That's the exact executor. executor. Okay, into great his... scene by the way. Yeah, wicked phenomenal. explosion. And the eight, shout out to that guy who just fucking I, lo- I love Fermi. crashes into the uh the bay of the uh, of it like. Marvel Crinid. That's his that, name. That's the the dude's name in the universe. What are some of the characters do you want from a certain point of view in Return of the Jedi? Because they're doing that, it this that's year. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, um, let me think about that for a second. Um, that, has to, that has to be one for Salacious Crumb, of course. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't want one for Firmus Piet, the guy in charge of Vader's um, Star Destroyer, the executor we see get destroyed. Isn't think, he in the second one? Isn't he in the Empire Strikes Back? Yeah, too? he's in Empire and Return. Yeah, I like that he guy. Was, yeah, he didn't think he'd be returned for Return of the Jedi, but he's there. He's like, no, okay. he, he's one of the. He's probably the one Imperial officer that I remember like distinctly because he's in both movies. Yeah, I remember. I remember a lot of them. Him, Maximilian Beers from Empire, all that shit. But yeah, I'd want a story on him, and because like I think there's like a little story about how I think I'm if I'm not mistaken. In the EU, he tried avoiding Vader's command because he he was scared shitless of this guy, but like yeah. he kept getting put with him. Well, you, the performance, great performance, by the way, by such a small act, like small role. Like you can tell that guy is terrified of Vader yeah, all the time, like, I, like all the time. Honestly, underrated. Yeah, um, I'd want one on Moff Jerjera, the guy in charge of the Death Star construction, who greets Vader at the at. Star oh yeah. In some deleted scenes, there's like some little competition between him and Vader, and for the. For the emperor's favor uh-huh. and you see a little glimpse of that in the final cut where like uh palpatine puts vader uh on his star shore instead of the death star and you see jared gerard uh, be smug a little um and probably... some deleted scenes uh in one of the deleted scenes he gets choked out by vader trying to see the emperor again and um there's like a little conflict towards the end where he's trying to fire on the uh, moon base and he's like bro should i do this or not should i does he he doesn't fire, and then the Death Star gets uh, blown up. Yeah, maybe Captain Rex. They'll probably do one for him because he's like retconned into this movie. Oh yeah, like him and Harrison Dula are now part of the Battle of Endor. Oh yeah, because they mention it in Rebels. Yeah, um, I actually remember, um, the Re- the Rex on Endor thing sparking controversy because people are like because Tamara Morrison is Mari. I hope that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. And like, and like the dude playing the guy with the white beard is like white, <laughs> and like I could kind of see where they're coming from, but I could barely tell the difference you can, because you he's can't like, tell. He's, he's like, like a, two, he's two, two pixels. I can't not, tell. Even in the most clearest version of the film, you can barely make out his face. Like if if he was like really apparent in the film, I I understand more. But like, he, he looks like Rex. Come on, why can't people have fun? It's a stupid fun thing that happened to be a coincidence. Like. Yeah, like I the, get, the character design just happened to look like Rex. Like it fits. I, I, I get the whitewashing argument. It's just like it's two pixels, though. I guess I'd ha- have Qui Gon in um Return of the Jedi because they Qui Gon got a story for the A New Hope one. 
Oh, he did? Because okay. uh, while Luke is away trying to find, uh, going back to his homestead after they find the Sandcrawler, he actually talks with Obi-Wan. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, it's actually one of my favorite stories. And, like, I love Cla- Claudia Gray, the author of that Why got an underrated character, yeah. by the way? I love Claudia Gray, the author of that story, and the Master and Apprentice novel that stars both Qui-Gon and oh, Padawan. Um, did she make Lost Stars? Was Lost that the Stars one? and Bloodline, That's yeah. like the Romeo and Juliet, like, yeah. Star Wars shit, right? Yeah, that, yeah. Sound, that sounded really interesting. But um, I love her takes on those characters because she has Qui-Gon mm-hmm. say, I follow the light because it is the light. Because so many people think Qui-Gon is a gray Jedi when he's not. And at, that... No, one, he's just against what the Jedi... Uh, council has come exactly has become. like do you, people do people realize that the jedi during the prequels are not like they're not good they're not good jedi they're that's the point they're fighting yeah. a war they're supposed to be peacekeepers and they're yeah, and fighting I, and a I love war her for writing that one line and i love and i love her one take on obi-wan as to why he smiles and sacrifices himself mm-hmm. at the end of a new hope yeah because when he sees the twins back together after like 19 20 years oh i didn't even realize that yeah Yeah. that's the first time he he's actually happy in so long and that there's hope and yeah there's a new hope yeah he actually he he actually has faith the galaxy will be restored again yeah so he feels like his time is up and that he's ready to move on similar to what happens to luke in the last jedi yeah apparently people didn't like that i don't know why god forbid people have character arcs uh i think that's all i have for a return of the jedi uh, from a certain point of view Mm. um shout out to the lego level you you fought you teamed up with darth vader to fight the emperor at the end it was great i I remember playing the lego games first and being confused by the movie because he never Lego takes game. out his lightsaber. Uh, he ne- they, Luke and Vader never fight in that scene, and Palpatine has his lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. One thing I don't like that George Lucas just had to do another... Return of the Jedi has the worst changes, I oh, think. Oh, yeah. I noticed um, that. No. No. No! I've seen people try and justify that. It's, it's like the point of Vader is that you're supposed to emote with your motions rather yeah. than... Yeah. Let, let me explain what that is. Uh, they... George Lucas added in an extra nose, like a voiceover note to Darth Vader when he's he makes the decision to kill the Emperor, and it to me it ruins uh, the mystique of it all and like the unex, not un like the uncertainty of it because you you once he says no, you know that he's gonna like throw him off the thing exactly. Um, but when you see him look back and forth, you you think oh he's contemplating it. Um, I just I didn't understand that decision, and one other decision I didn't understand. And I'm curious to see what you think about this because you saw these movies first. Yes. And hey, that- who is that? Uh, who's that guy? Who's that ghost guy over there? Why, why is Luke smiling at him? I understand <laughs> the reasoning behind it. I still think it should have stayed the way it was before. Because you use the same actor in, in unmasked. Yeah. This you have the same actor as he is unmasked, right? Yeah. And, no, I I actually. And no offense, I, I don't no offense un- to Hayden, yeah. but he's so out of place in that scene because he's clearly It's not just, even his body. Yeah, he's <laughs> just so clearly photoshopped on. Um, I, I'm not going to rant too much on it, but it is... that Either that or the dance scene is my least favorite change. The dance scene for me, because at least I can understand the reasoning. Yeah, I can understand the reasoning, but, I, but to me, he should be an older version of himself because he turns good at the end. That's the, that's the title of the movie. The movie is called Return of the Jedi, referring to, referring to Anakin returning back as a Jedi. I think he should have been an older 
man, he should have been an older Force Ghost. I know it's a little thing that wasn't even a thing until he changed it. Also, but, it's, like, weird to see him still young and right next to an old Obi-Wan. That's what I mean. Like, why is it? Why not Ewan McGregor? Why, why isn't Ewan McGregor not a ghost? You know what I mean? Yeah, it, like, like George Lucas says, it's, like, the last time Anakin was, like, good. And, but that's and not true. Dark, yeah, it's, like, the last time he... He was good is when he died. Yeah, that's the, the last point. Time, the last time before he dabbled in the dark side a little bit, it was probably, like, Padawan Anakin, or even Kid Anakin. So why why aren't they Force Ghosts? Uh, Force Ghosts, Jake Lloyd. Um, yeah, I don't like that scene. I just, I don't know. I really am. And probably my favorite acting scene from the whole series is when Vader dies. Yeah, and that scene is so good. Another change, but I think this is for the better. They took out uh, Nub Nub. Oh, yeah. And replaced it with... Uh, a uh, much better John Williams celebration theme, I think. And they were, and it had added in a montage of like all the planets, of, yeah, like be, being free and shit. Yub Nub is great, but for the ending of the series, it's a little weird <laughs> to end it off with. It, 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 have you you seen the that version of yeah, the ending, right? Of course. Very weird to end off uh, on a song like that. Yeah. Um, and they ended it off in the video game with that song, the Lego Star Wars video game. They didn't put the the special edition. They put Yub Nub. Return of the Jedi, to me, flaws and all, is... This is gonna sound like an oxymoron, but even with its flaws, feels like the perfect uh, conclusion to the trilogy, to me. And introduces one of my favorite villains of all time, in the form of Emperor Palpatine. Sheev. When Rise of Skywalker was coming out, I was I was praying to God they referred to him as Sheev. And, and it has, like, a huge emphasis on the color green, which I really love, but, like, I really love how, like... The, uh, 19... 19- 1997 poster was very green i remember yeah. um and then empire strikes black is like very blue because of hoth and then you know star wars is very yellow because of tattooing i like how each tri- each movie of the trilogy has their signature planet yeah kind of i i get pe- why people would think like that that star 2 is like a cop-out but like to me it kind oh of yeah like, i didn't even bring that up that is kind of a cop-out but it whatever is, but that's only because like because because George Lucas didn't realize he'd be making sequels, he wanted the Death Star to be. He the, would have been it, the, the Death Star would have probably blown up Yavin or something like that if he would plan. No, it's sequel. just like he wanted the Death Star to be the end of like the original story. Oh, okay. and like because like he has sequels now, he wanted to try it again, and like he wanted to, to call try, it to call it to try his wait, original idea. But to call it the Death Star too. And uh, I love this movie. Um, I will give it a glass case as well. Hell yeah! As much as as much as I I uh, I give it problems. Alex, we have uh, closing questions. A man has fallen into the Lego City River. What Lego Star Wars character are you choosing to save him? That's a good question because in the original Lego Star Wars games, yeah, they don't have much personality personality between mumbling and like a lot of their abilities are like are like overlapping with each other. Yeah, I probably Ghost Yoda. <laughs> honestly, I'd probably go with like R two because he could go underwater. Very in true. the game. R2 always saves the day. R2 MVP in all these movies, honestly. R2 is literally the bomb. One of my favorite Star Wars characters. And uh, best droid, still. Yep. Best droid, yep. still. Who had the best fit in any of these movies? Oh, that's a good call. Oh. I think Luke's jacket at the end of the of the first movie. I was going to say that. That jacket is so cool, and I'm so upset that he never uses it yeah, ever I, in any of the movies. He uses it in, he uses the, in the comics. Yeah, I know. I, I actually do. Uh, I, I don't have it honestly, here. The first run, when, when uh, Disney started reprinting the Marvel the, the Marvel reboot of Star Wars, 
I actually read that run up until uh, I think they did Vader down that uh, crossover. Yeah, I had that entire run actually. I'd I'd love it more if the if the art didn't shit the bed in in the middle of the series. Oh, they did. Yeah, they changed uh, artists. No, not even that. Do you know who Salvatore LaRocca is? No, but like, is it just like well, what's so bad about the art? What's like, what? Okay, is this dude takes the movie frames and traces over them, puts them in the comic, and calls it a day. Oh, really? So like, this, look him up. He's like really infamous in the Marvel scene. So why do they hire him? He's ch- because the comics industry is fucked. But here's the thing: he's cheap and he's a hire. That's why they yeah. hired him. Okay. The point. Um, honestly, Luke has some of my favorite outfits out of the entire series. Like, I love his um, a New Hope tunic, his uh, yellow jacket. Yeah. His uh, Jedi outfit. Yeah. And I loved his outfit in um the sequel trilogy. I like a uh, Han Solo's jacket too. Oh yeah, Hoth. Hans. That was fucking I, cool. Honestly, I didn't care for Hans' uh, Hoth jacket, but I love his vests and shit. Oh, his OG uh, shit. Yeah, that is classic. Yeah, I also a very underrated look on Han. His um green jacket he briefly wears on Endor. Best shot, like best individual shot. I I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to take the twin suns. <laughs> yeah, I'll blame Luke staring um, at the twin suns. Best shot. I'd probably go with the um burning pyre at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um. A lot of the, like wide establishing shots as well. They're they're especially in a New Hope where they're like, two thousand one is Space Odyssey, like you know. Yeah, I really love those shots in particular. Well, the first shot is the first. The first shot of the movie is like just the one big, huge establishing. Yeah, wide just like shot. the big establishing shots, establishing the location and the threats and all that. Those are also some of my favorites. And we'll end it off with this one. If you could go vacation any Star Wars planet. What would it be? Vacation at any store. I'd probably choose Bespin. That seems like a solid choice. What's that gambling planet? Cantobite. Cantobite, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll go there. You know, another kind of hot take, I didn't mind the Cantobite sequence. I, I didn't care for it. I mean, I didn't care for it, but I didn't, I didn't like, actively hate it like some people like it, do. Yeah, it... Whatever, but... Maybe I'll go there. That seems like a fun place. I, yeah. I don't know how they treat the animals. I wouldn't be happy yeah, with and that. Yeah, even if I don't go to the, the <laughs> go to Cantonica, the uh, the rest of the place looks beautiful. So I might just find some random ass beach and go there. Actually, no, I changed that Naboo because it's literally fucking Italy. <laughs> yeah, Naboo. They filmed in Italy, choice. so like I definitely would want to go to Naboo. Yeah, so yeah, for me, it's either Bespin, Naboo, or like. Um, I'm just thinking about like the Niagara Falls like water CG waterfall from the second movie and those big balloon yeah. animals. I'd also like to go to Octo. That seems like a good like. Octo is the first Jedi temple, right? Yeah, in the okay. uh, Last Jedi and just yeah. sequel trilogy. Actually, I forget Pierce and Rise of Skywalker. What with the porks? <laughs> I love the. Porgs. Those are cute. Those are really cute animals. <laughs> All right, Alex. Uh, do you want to plug anything before we go? Um. So I've made two short films at a well at my time at college uh divorce but awesome and uh born to shit starring matt di lorenzo shout out matt yep shout out matt and shout out jedrick uh for uh from divorce but awesome he's a real player yeah thank you guys for listening if you made it this far uh thank you um, thank you for listening to the sweatiest podcast as you put it yeah definitely the sweatiest episode for sure maybe if we do it. more star wars but i don't i feel like that'd be too redundant yeah Follow the Instagram page if you haven't already. Uh, Goodbye, everyone.